This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This is Peter and Tricia welcoming you to Great News and God's Views today, a half-hour weekly broadcast on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our worship theme today... Christ's love and presence enable us to withstand the dangers we face. A new take on reality. One of the encouraging trends in our postmodern world is the new openness to faith and belief. Folks who operate from a modern, rationalistic, scientific worldview, who often reject faith claims as being intellectually indefensible, are now coming to the realisation that such claims are not as indefensible as they'd imagined. This is exciting news for those who proclaim the gospel. However much time is made changed and developments may warrant new openness to faith, there will always be those who rigidly cling to their preconceived notions of the way things ought to be. The Sadducees were such people. We read from Luke chapter 20, beginning at verse 27. Then came to him certain of the Sadducees which denied that there is any resurrection, And they asked him, saying, Master, Moses wrote to us, If any man's brother die, having a wife, and he die without children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. There were therefore seven brethren, and the first took a wife and died without children. And the second took her to wife, and she died childless. And the third took her, and in like manner the seven also. And they left no children and died. Last of all, the women died also. Therefore in the resurrection, whose wife of them is she? For seven had her to wife. And Jesus answering said unto them, The children of this world marry and are given in marriage, but they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry or are given in marriage. Neither can they die any more, for they are equal unto the angels and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection." Now that the dead are raised, even Moses showed at the bush when he called the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. For he is not a God of the dead, but of the living, for all live unto him. The rigidity of the Sadducees. In the Gospels, the Sadducees frequently did whatever they could to make Jesus' life miserable. I've often erroneously believed the Sadducees were the liberals of their day because they denied a belief in the resurrection. In fact, they were the extreme conservatives of their day. Their rejection of the belief in the resurrection was based on a strict interpretation of the Torah in which resurrection is not mentioned. So when the Sadducees asked Jesus about the resurrection, they're not really interested in knowing about the resurrection or considering what Jesus had to say on the matter. Instead, they pose a riddle that is on the level of 
Can God make a stone so big he cannot lift it? They refer to the custom of liberate marriage and concoct a scenario that could conceivably happen that would be highly unlikely. Suppose a man with seven brothers gets married and then dies. The wife marries a brother who also dies. This cycle repeats itself until the wife has been married to all seven brothers. In Mark's account, Jesus tells the Sadducees their whole promise is wrong because they do not understand the scriptures or the power of God. The newness of Jesus. Luke's account shows Jesus using an interesting hermeneutic to answer the Sadducees' question. Jesus tells them that the purpose of marriage in this life, which is fleeting and temporal, is to propagate the race as well as to provide companionship. In the age to come, which is eternal, there is longer, no longer any need to propagate the race. Therefore, the question of marriage becomes moot in eternity. What is interesting is the interpretation Jesus gives to the story of Moses at the burning bush. Jesus uses the scripture that the Sadducees will accept as authoritative and puts a spin on it that they hadn't considered previously. Moses demonstrated the reality of resurrection. It was Moses who addressed God as the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Of what value would it be to address God as the God of a bunch of dead people? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Jesus gave such a compelling answer that he earned his critics grudging respect. Well said, teacher, they replied. And from that time on, though they were plotting his death, they didn't dare try to test him any more. The Sadducees showed us a danger of becoming so locked into a particular way of thinking and viewing reality that we are no longer open to anything new. But certainly the truth of the scripture does not change. But changing times open new ways of viewing that reality. The rigidity of the Sadducees caused them not only to miss out on the joy of knowing Jesus as the Christ, but also brought them on the condemnation of crucifying the Lord of glory. In all the changing views of reality we face, let us also be encouraged by the truth that there will be a great getting up morning when we are raised to spend eternity with the one who never changes and in whom there is no shadow of turning. While listening to Great Views and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Our first music today, Rejoice the Lord is King by Charles Wesley. Charles and his brother John were also unlikely candidates for rejoicing. Their lives were hard as well. As they went about spreading the gospel, they encountered violent opposition too. On one occasion, a mob nearly destroyed the house where they were staying and drove their horses into a pond. The people who they converted were often harassed and persecuted, but they found great joy in serving Christ and called other Christians to do the same. Charles Wesley wrote these joyful words, Rejoice the Lord is King, your Lord and King adore, words that came out of his joyful life. To him has been justly assigned the appellation of the Bard of Methodism, his prominence in hymn writing may be judged from the fact that in the Wesleyan hymn book, 623 of the 770 hymns were written by him, and he published more than 30 poetical works. Rejoice the Lord is King.
scientists have just found out what you always wanted to know. Why do fingernails, when nibbled or torn, tend to tear across the nail rather than downwards towards the nail bed? Well, by analysing nails under the electron microscope, the reason became clear. Nails are made of three layers containing the protein keratin. The keratin fibres have a specific arrangement that prevents breaks from running down the nail and also gives the nail tremendous strength. Without this arrangement, according to one of the researchers, every tear would damage our nail bed, inflicting great pain and incurring infection. A similar pattern is seen in horses' hooves, which is just as well, because if cracks were to run upwards instead of across in a horse's hoof, it could lead to infection, lameness and death. How could anyone say that this crucial design feature of hooves and fingernails has come about by accident? The evidence surely shouts designer. To find out more from Creation Ministries International, visit our website, creation.com. You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We continue with today's program with To God Be the Glory, a hymn with lyrics by Fanny Crosby, first published in 1875. It was already popular in Great Britain before publication, as Ira G. Sankey had introduced it there during the 1874 evangelistic campaigns. Her mother once thought sympathised with Fanny about her blindness. She was blinded at six weeks of age in 1820 and told her mother that if she would offer the sight back that day, she would not accept it. She felt that if she'd had a normal sight, she probably would not have written any of her hymns, and she wrote over 8,000. She also noted that the first face she would see would be Jesus. To God be the glory. Praise the Lord, praise the 
You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89 Independent Community Media. Who will heal our disillusionment? When it comes to believing in something that holds things together, disillusionment can cause things to fall apart. Nothing heals disillusionment as well as getting in touch with something that will not let us down. We read from Malachi chapter 4 beginning at verse 1. For behold the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, and it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Disillusionment can be destructive. Malachi wrote in time of great disillusionment. He wrote during the Persian period of Israel's history between the time of the return from exile and Nehemiah's reform. The people of Israel must have been really excited when they were allowed to return to their own country and to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. This was a time they'd been looking forward to, the time when everything would finally be good for Israel. But the excitement soon faded and the people had to come to terms with the harsh realities of living in a broken and impoverished nation. Things were not good. Disillusionment gave way to cynicism. People let down on the disciplines of living. Though this temple had been rebuilt, both priests and people were negligent in their worship. It was easy to slip into immorality. The structures of family life began to break down. Look out for yourself was the rule, and the rich exploited the poor. Those who tried to do what was right were especially disillusioned when they saw that the wicked prospered and the righteous did not. We see similar things happening today among the Russian people as they live through the disintegration of a political and economic system on which their nation had hung its hopes. We see this also among New Zealanders who find the New Zealand dream of prosperity and upward mobility becoming more and more difficult to realise. This may come to be one of the deepest sources of spiritual malaise in our day. It may already be doing more mischief among us than we may imagine. The disillusioned need to get in touch with something that will not disappoint them. Malachi responds in a surprising way. He speaks of a coming day of judgment. That doesn't seem like the best response to make to a poor, hurting nation. Yet many of us have learned to understand biblical teaching in which we are forced to look at our lives in the light of that which is truly ultimate, the reality of God. Many different kinds of experience can push us into that kind of self-examination, even the experience of disillusionment. Judgment is never comfortable. It forces us to reckon with the inadequacies of those things upon which we have hung our hopes. But if judgment is allowed to run its course, it will put us in touch with the reality of God, which will not disappoint us, and it will invite us to reorganize our lives around it. Judgment can lead to healing. Malachi promises that for those who revere the name of the Lord, a new day will dawn and bring healing and a recovery of vitality. How can that happen? The Lord is the source of all real life and goodness and vitality. Life shaped by an ongoing interaction with God will offer what no political system, no prosperity, no other maker of promises can. 
How blessed are those who have discovered that neither prosperity nor the lack of it can give or prevent fullness of life. And how blessed are those who have discovered where to look to find life's fullness. They may have discovered something that will be the hope of the world in the coming years. Believing in something trustworthy can again hold our lives together. We continue great news and God views with Love Divine All Loves Excelling a hymn by Charles Wesley with the theme of Christian perfection. It's justly famous and beloved, better known than almost other, any other hymn of his. Love divine, all love's excelling. We continue with Holy, Holy, Holy. Words by Reginald Heber, music by John Becker's Dykes. 
Holy, holy, holy. for joining us today for great news and God's views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. 89.0 is live streamed from freefm.org.nz or tune in and now on Amazon Echo devices using the Free FM 89 Alexa skill. We would love to hear your comments on this show. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.